0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement, and this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kazer, and I'm joined in studio by Producer T. We also have Nick Floor
2: and Kyle McLaren on the line. Producer T, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in Ladysmith. Uh, Not much pollen in the air. Not much pollen in the air, boys.
3: Uh, Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. There's a lot of pollen circulating (laughs) today. (laughs) And I can feel it. You mean know, my nose is all stuffy and my throat's all, you know? it's just, oh my god! But still, <laughs> you know what? It's 70, 70 degrees right now. So I'll take it. What's that in Celsius? Probably like
1: 20. Producer pigeon, get on it. What, what
3: do you say? 71 degrees. 20. Yeah, it's, it's 70 degrees right now where I'm at. 70,
1: 70 Fahrenheit. 70 Fahrenheit. Uh, Nick, I'm guessing 20. You how you doing? Guessing? Uh, there's not there's not it's much. 21, pollen. T. It's 21. 21. Boom. You're that pretty good. Hashtag math guy. Uh, <laughs> Nick, how about yourself? I mean, there's not much pollen by where you live, right? It's all it's all kind of in Kyle's area.
4: Oh no, it's it's everywhere up here in Northern oh, really? California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, spring, <laughs> spring in some areas of the world, you know, like California. I know, unlike you guys, where it's just forever winter. So, um. <laughs> The Hawaii yeah, of Canada. Yeah, I'm doing a lot better. Got down a little sinus infection this weekend. wasn't on a Sunday's episode. Sorry about that, but I'm doing a lot better. You know, the sun's out and uh, the sweatshirts are off. Short sleeve shirts are out. We're good to go.
1: Hey, the guns out. We're, we're rocking, rocking in the short sleeves right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, I mean soon, you walk outside, you have to throw in a hoodie. But hey, we're inside. <laughs>
2: as soon as like midway through March happens on the west coast of Canada, it's like t-shirts are out. It's warm enough for a t-shirt now. Five degrees and above. Yeah, guns out. Guns out. <laughs>
1: hey actually I, I wanted to bring this up and I, kyle i know this is probably going to make you angry <laughs> myself and isha we showed producer t for the first time in his life yes, yes. the guy what are you 25 26 24 24 young gun. 24 years old and he's never seen the movie slap shot does, oh does that God. disgust
3: you or what that is that is not yeah you I was know, blessed you, with
1: it though. You got to put time. on repeat for
3: a while until you can pick up the whole slang.
1: Tra- <laughs> the craziest part was he fell asleep with like 15 minutes left. It was insane. It was insane. I was it's not that, the only one following It's all that warm
3: dad. beer he's been drinking. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, the, warm beer. it's the warm beer. Uh, warm beer. I wish I
1: had that clip, but I think
2: I took it out. Uh, right?
3: Oh my God.
2: Lots of warm beer going on over here. Yeah. Um, Furry going on. Somebody's
3: for- stealing your basketball.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know the pigeon's been tormenting oh, my yeah, life that's yeah, right that's, that's right. why i had to turn to the warm beer i can't even wait for it to get cold anymore <laughs> pigeon's gonna torment me i gotta drink it <laughs> uh
1: boys let's give a shout out to our twitter handles so you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn you can follow the show at stick hungry pod producer t uh producer underscore tee. kyle uh McLaren underscore k
4: and nick you can find me at nick floor underscore
1: I think we're pretty much good. We got it all down now. We haven't had a screw yeah, up in like no. uh, two, three weeks. So I think we're good there. I mean, we got our Twitter handles down <laughs> pat. Probably um, on year two now. Almost two on- seasons yeah. in, and we're just getting.
4: Started.
1: <laughs> 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 well, it's a good time, too, because uh, we have a big interview yeah. on this episode. Curtis Gabriel. Jumped on the podcast to talk to us about the one and only the one and only Chris Gabriel to talk about his junior career, his career with the San Jose Sharks, and his involvement with uh the Pride tape and Conquest Hockey. It was a fun
2: interview, awesome interview,
1: one of our Amazing best. I might yeah. yeah, it was uh third to only Kyle McLaren's interview okay. and Nick Floor's interview that they did on the show. Um. <laughs> it's a pretty good company i, to keep in mind I can't curtis. even
4: lie there's no way mine even ranks in the top five <laughs> <laughs> let's not be biased here
1: <laughs> well anyways it was a great interview that was um, a good time. yeah it was a good time so you know what we're actually gonna get into it right now here's That's curtis it. gabriel and joining us on the Stick Hungry podcast is Curtis Gabriel of the San Jose Sharks.
0: Curtis, how you doing today, man? Doing really well. We had a wicked practice. I'm feeling great. Getting some work done. Uh, call the, the girlfriend later. Having a great day. How about you guys?
1: Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. How, uh, how's the pollen down in California? Because our other two <laughs> co-hosts on this show are complaining about too much pollen. So uh, how you making out with the allergies?
0: Hey, maybe I haven't uh, maybe I've adapted to it already. Back home. In the spring, I just get hammered. And maybe it's the, oh, okay. maybe it's because I've been around that my whole life up there, but here I haven't had one sniff. So let's keep it, keep it good.
2: That's, a, that's a real man there, boys.
4: No in one my defense, <laughs> he's Bay Area right now. I'm up in Northern California, up in the state yep. capitol. Central Valley is a little different with the environment. In my all right. defense,
2: all right, all right. Well, California is California. For us. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same to us. All beaches and oh, sunsets. Yeah,
1: no,
3: wait, no, all the
1: same. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk some hockey here. Uh, growing up, Curtis, I know you played a lot of sports growing up—baseball, uh, basketball. You even uh, considered signing a scholarship in basketball, if I'm not mistaken. What made you decide to go with hockey moving forward, other than just being a good old Canadian boy? Why did you choose hockey?
0: I mean it's there's just nothing that compares to it, right? Like lacrosse, I guess, is the closest. I never played lacrosse. I was always playing baseball in the summer, but it's the competitive aspect of hockey. And it's why that hit I laid on Johan Larson the other day, which was at may, at most a two-minute interference, those hits need to stay in the game because that's what separates our game. It separates our game from the rest, you know? Basketball, you can pat you can make a pass and watch your pass all the way up the ice and cruise up there here. Every inch of space is fought for. Um, you have to have your head on a swivel. Yeah, you, ha- you combine the skill with the size of the guys, with the hand-eye coordination, with the toughness, the longevity, all the different energy systems. You got to be anaerobic, aerobic, uh, nothing compares.
1: Was there like a turning point for you? Because like I said, am, am I right to say that you actually considered a basketball scholarship?
0: That's, that's because I had a really a good friend of mine plays pro in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia now. Uh, I was trying to get in the NBA and he was just I was the same basketball player as a hockey player, guys. I got the rebounds and I gave okay. it to my buddy and he jacked a three. And they were they were just being nice because they 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 knew me well and they knew my work ethic and they thought I could play like CIS uh, basketball in Canada, like not D one in the States. I, I was a way better baseball player. I was a I was a good pitcher. I never took it serious enough, but I was throwing pretty hard at a young age and probably could have gone gone somewhere for that. But I just again, it's only only adrenaline rush was pitching and then other than that I was like meh yeah i'll I'll take
1: the nhl over cis any
0: day yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. good
4: choice (laughs) easily uh let's talk a little bit about like your ohl career uh you played four years for the Owen sound attack how would you describe your game as a junior player were you uh, more of a skilled player at the time or more of how you are now as like the energy physical go out there and just mess people up type of player yeah
0: same player i mean it was think about it right it's a bunch of when I was 21, as an overager, I was imposing my will on 16, 17 year olds, right? So now I'm doing that against men. So you think about how that went. Uh, yeah, I, I just basically squeaked in the door. Uh, that's a story for another day of how I got on that team. It's a long one, but like just by happenstance, got noticed, got to a tryout, uh, stood up to the tough guy on the team at the time, fought another kid, and. Crushed the beep test and I was on the team. Uh, I was in good shape. So I snuck in the door and then I barely played that first year. Didn't play for January to the Mem Cup. Uh, just sat in the stands, worked with the late Mark Reeds on my game. The next season, uh, I went to Phoenix Coyotes uh, training camp out of nowhere. Uh, had barely played in the OHL yet. Came back thinking I was king shit and <laughs> had an awful season. Awful season. Got humbled. Uh, told Told me I wasn't even going to be on the team the next year. Went back and trained with Gary Roberts. Came back 215 did my had my big year playing third line, playing against the top lines, you know, shutting down Trocek and all these like top players and playing them mean, and um, that's really where it evolved for me. And then going back as an overager, uh, I thought I was going to get the keys to the team, uh, you know, net front power play, PK first line, but I got second line, I got PK, still led the team in apples with no power play, so figure that one out. Probably could have had eighty points if I played power play, but same same type of player.
1: Uh, you brought up Gary Roberts. How intense is that guy to train with?
0: Oh, he, he, we got along great. Honestly, a big mistake was mine of mine was leaving the next year and going to train in Minnesota. I thought drafted by the NHL. I saw these other NFL teams and basketball teams, you know, they draft their players and they bring them in. They have chefs and all this stuff. Hockey, not so much. Minnesota was not ready to handle that kind of thing. And I just assumed they were. So I should have gone back to Gary, but he even cut me and my mom a deal. Uh, you know, single mom kind of and, and um, cut us a deal with. Uh, the the price of it just because he saw how hard I worked so we we got along really well
2: nice so Curtis you know while you were in Owen Sound you also played with uh, Jordan Bennington uh, were you kind of surprised by his antics a month ago when he was pulled and, <laughs> you know, and how maybe, you know, how good and established of a goalie is because he signed that big ticket as well this year. So it's been oh, quite the year for him. No chances I surprised, man. I could go on for days about <laughs> stories
0: about that guy, man. Oh, dude, he is uh, an incredible human being. He just picked the wrong team to do that on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I texted him the night before they came to town and said, you're, you know, you're in trouble. And he's like, good to know. And I, I laid it out for him. I was like, hey, it's just, we stays on the ice. I still love you. You know what kind of guy I am. And obviously that was handled, but um, not surprised at all. Fiery competitor. I knew from day one of being there and no own sound with him that he was going to be a starter in the NHL. I knew it wasn't going to, I didn't think it was going to happen the way it did. But him telling Marty Broder, yeah, I'm not going to the coast. Yeah, that's Jordan Bennington winning the Stanley Cup, going on a run. He did that in no own sound, took us to the Mem Cup, top goalie determined We didn't win it there, but he got it done in the Stanley Cup.
1: Uh, you also played with Curtis McDermott and uh, Owen Sound. So was that just a, a simple little love tap at Center Ice the other night against the LA Kings?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just him being disrespectful, skating over my red line. That's all it is. And uh, it's powerful, the course, for him, to be honest with you. Uh, not friends with that guy anymore.
4: So there let's... Yeah, <laughs> moving on to like your NHL career, how did it feel being drafted by the Minnesota Wild after being passed over in the two previous
0: drafts? Dude, uh, you know, seeing Jeff Vial play his first game last night, not getting drafted, I, I still think I didn't get drafted. That's how crazy it was. I, I got drafted as a third year eligible. I was talking to him about it today. I didn't even know I was still eligible. So that year that I went in and finally broke through, we're at the the, the Christmas party and my mom's there and, and we're drinking like orange juice <laughs> and and my GM comes up to me and just looks at us both and smiles Dale DeGree and goes your son's gonna get drafted in the NHL my mom almost like fell over and I was like sorry what did you say <laughs> uh and yeah and then my agent got on the phone he's like yep you know you, every team's asking about you I went and interviewed with 23 out of the 30 teams at the combine because uh, it was in Toronto I drove down like 10 times um To go to the draft and be told you're going in the fifth round and be in the building and then if somebody really wants you third round and i went third round crazy i I still don't believe it happened to be honest with you you
4: you mentioned jeff fiel earlier did did you give him some pointers before his debut did you teach him the double (laughs) switch up because i saw him go from southpaw to ready i was like wow this guy's really putting hands on him
0: no jeff fiel um gained my respect when boogie told us he made it very clear in the media I think he said it once in the media, twice to me personally, I was not there to fight anybody we were not allowed to fight. Um, Obviously that's a lot of a part of my game. And, you know, me and Jeff found each other pretty quick. I don't know why they wouldn't put us on the, why they put us on the the separate teams. Like I, it's like almost they wanted us to fight and me and him came together and I think we socked each other's helmets off uh, in a scrum. And then he's like, I don't care. Let's go. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to show I follow the rules here, Jeff. So, (laughs) Um, and then obviously playing with them a little bit and, uh, seeing what he's all about, hearing his story, and, and now getting to know him. I like We've been kind of on separate teams this whole year so far. I've been switching back and forth and haven't got to know him. So finally getting to know him, and um, no, he doesn't need any pointers. Uh, he's that, like – like, so if I'm, like, the light heavyweight that fights all the heavies kind of guy, he's, like, the middleweight that will fight anybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a tough dude, and um, I was telling him, man, I hope – I hope you stay and I hope I get to go in uh with you in in LA and and he can handle Lemieux and I'll go at Durham again let's do it (laughs) oh yeah
2: oh I love it write it down (laughs) so Curtis this is a bit of a two-parter um what's your first goal story in the NHL who was against was there a sick move on it and who's your first fight how was that experience
0: yeah. So first, first goal. I don't even count as my first one because I shot it. I mean, it was great. My my buddy Brett Cini told me he was going to win the faceoff. He said, "Shoot it." I shot it off the wall. It Was going wide. Nielsen tried to reach up and catch it on the Senators, and it went down his back and in. I didn't even so see it go in. So my my real first goal was scoring two nights later on Carey Price. Uh, you know, big big goal where I forechecked hard, got the puck back to the point with the you know with my line hit went to the net, tipped it down, finished the play. Uh, got to celebrate and let all that emotion out of trying to reach the NHL. That was, that was the real first goal. Um, and then the first uh, fight was against uh, my first two NHL games were against Winnipeg. Uh, I was just called up by many to, to combat the toughness in that rivalry. I fought Chris Thorburn, went pretty well for being him being two thirty and an experienced guy. Uh, he just yeah. kind of like tackled me at the end, which I don't, I don't ever try to take people down. So I don't really like that part of it, but um and then I fought, uh, uh, what's his name, Paluso the next time it went up. So it uh, went pretty good.
1: Uh, the puck from your first goal, is it at your house or is it at mom's house?
0: Yeah, I, I don't even have a house. I, I rent out a condo and I, just, <laughs> I bounce around places in the summer. So he uh, she's got it uh, uh, on the wall at back home in Owen sound.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, this season you signed a one-year deal with the San Jose Sharks organization. Other than the great weather, why did you decide to sign with
0: San Jose? Oh, to be honest with you, like I could, I don't care if it was in, you know, Soviet Russia, Siberia. I don't care where it (laughs) is. If it's the NHL, I'll go play there. So, uh, they wanted me the most and I wanted to be here the most. They were my circle destination. Um, I I knew it was a perfect fit. I think Doug, uh, senior junior Tim Burke, uh, they all thought I was going to be here one day and and here I am. So it's kind of cool how it works out. Um, wasn't ready, I guess, before it's just uh, the way life happens, the way it happens. And, yeah, this is this was the perfect destination for me. So other than that, it's it's the people here. That's why I want to be here.
4: You know, we're gonna switch over to the Ryan Reeves fight. Now, this the Sharks rivalry with the Vegas Golden Knights have been brewing since that the playoff series when they first erected as a franchise. So about the Reeves fight, how do you think you personally did and who do you think the toughest fighter in the NHL is, would you classify it as Ryan Reeves or would you say there's someone else who's even tougher to fight than him?
0: Yeah, I think there's two aspects to fighting. There's toughness and there's like fighting ability. So I think, I don't think Ryan's super tough. I think he's a great, like a good fighter. Um, I think you look at uh, Durham, he's gotten up there. I think Durham's tougher and he's, and he's probably gotten better at fighting. Why haven't they fought? I mean, with the amount of times they play each other and if they're both playing their game every night, they should be fighting in my opinion. But um, yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of guys. Uh, I, I, the minors is where all the really tough guys are, in my opinion. Uh, like that's where, I'm gonna, that's where my mind goes to when you ask that question. Like Brett Gallant is the absolute cream of the crop mixture between I'm going to eat every one of your punches and I'm going to outfight you as well. Like that's mm-hmm. nothing compares to him. So, I mean, in, in that fight, obviously he, he, Ryan did a great job stuffing my jab and, um, not letting me get a good hold of him. That's what he does. He gets that arm off kind of like the thing I was trying to do to him in a different way. Uh, and then he landed that bomb and then, uh, it sucks. The refs came in thinking I was done when I'm just, you know, I kind of get the look on my face <laughs> and come, come back at him again. Like that's, that's, that's the crappy part. And, uh it is what it is that's not the the main goal of the fight right it's obviously fun for the fans and i get that part about it uh, and you like to talk about it but yeah it's just just letting them know that's not going to happen anymore you can't mouth off and, and all that stuff
1: something i noticed in that fight uh you were trying to throw him off balance a few times by getting under his arm and pushing over is that something that you use quite often in fights or is that just for you know guys that are a little bit bigger that it might be easier to get them off balance
0: yeah, that, that stuff will stay between uh, in house and Jeff File and stuff like that. Which <laughs> you right. that <laughs> fair enough. Is, fair
2: is enough. that something that you practice off ice though, like fights, and, and is that something you've done your whole career the, off ice? Um, my first year in the OHL, I
0: got jumped by Kyle Flemington. He was like six seven two thirty at what the time. Name, he,
2: Kyle he's Flemington?
0: Now, he's now an NHL linesman, and he's refed my games. And I told oh, the boys, oh. I told the boys, hey, that guy jumped me.
2: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I know, I know him. He's from London too. I see him in the summers. Uh, he comes out and practice refs or scrimmages, but uh, no, I went home that summer and uh, went to a a local boxer for the first time. I can't remember his name, Newmarket, Ontario, and uh, came back and got beat up like nine out of 10 times by like guys like my age and younger and wasn't good. And that's why I think you, you know, there's some guys that maybe are bred for it uh, or other, most guys though, I think you kind of got to get beat up a bunch of times. That's probably for the most part for the course. And uh, then I went back worked again, worked harder, came back and beat everybody up pretty much. So I, since then, I've been working working pretty good at it. Some summers more, some summers less. This summer, definitely put an emphasis on it, knowing that I was coming here and, and visualizing making this team and, and knowing if I was going to do that, I, I was going to be handling a lot of big guys.
1: Curtis, before we let you go here, I just want you to talk quickly about your involvement with Pride Tape and why you feel it's important to use that tape and also your new skates uh, in all the games that you
0: play. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's so important, and hockey is for everyone. Night uh, tomorrow night against the, the Wild uh, for the Sharks, and it's so important, man. It's uh, 2021, and people still give a crap what other people are doing with their lives. I still don't understand it. It boils down to simple as that. Why do you care about how other people live their lives if they're not harming anyone? Uh, they're not har- they're not bothering anyone. They're not breaking the law. Well, we're changing. We have to change some of the freaking laws so they don't break the law, which is shocking. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's just it's just not right like you should be worried about your own life you should be focusing on getting yourself secure and and achieving your goals you shouldn't have any room for hate in your body uh and there's still a lot of people that because of their beliefs or their religion or they're just uncomfortable want to shit on lgbt people and it just makes zero sense to me Um, same with black lives matter that's a incredibly complex issue but um it just takes a little bit of getting uncomfortable to get better at it so you guys, when you started this podcast, you're like, oh, we're gonna start a podcast. I'm sure you had the jitters before. I'm sure you're a little nervous to talk on. I used to you know, I've done so many now that I'm used to it, but you gotta break through that uncomfortableness to to get anything, to get anywhere. So why don't we apply that same principle to others instead of just ourselves all the time? To get to the NHL, I fought over hundred and ten times, gone through cut wrists and concussions and ups and downs, you know, depressions and I get uncomfortable for myself i need to be able to get uncomfortable for others and other people need to view that as the same thing like take a little bit of time out of your own freaking life and and try to help others that are are oppressed
1: awesome i love that answer um do you think the nhl is ready for that change i mean i know that's a that's a loaded question but do you think that the national hockey league is ready for these changes
0: as i've learned being an ally which i got right here um I have my own opinions on it. I, I am a little naive still, but, you know, coming from Brock Miguelis, who I work closely with, the first openly male professional player that's played a bit in North America Pro, uh, that's uh, that's gay, and he says no. Like, it's pretty clear. Like, broadcasters have come out. Uh, Bane Pettigrew, an agent uh, who works with McDavid and those guys, Crosby, he's come out, and that's great. But the hockey room is a different animal. Yeah. The hockey locker room is a different animal, man. And you have guys who I've talked to who are like, I can't shower with a gay guy. It's like, well, why not? Well, he's looking at my horn. It's like, why do you care? Well, he's, he's, he's getting off on it. It's like, how freaking sick do you think you are that you think that you're the one guy he's looking at? And like, come on, man. Trust like, me, ev- everybody in the locker room has seen everybody's it's horn. Em- exactly. It's embarrassing, man. And it's like, you know, they bring up the argument like, "Oh, would you go shower with your like five-year-old cousin?" It's like, you can't. You shower with family. It's like, dude, we're a bunch of men that play on the same team and go to war with each other. We're brothers. Cut the crap, man. Like, that's just your own insecurity, and that's fine. I used to be insecure. I used to be uncomfortable with it, but I put the work in, and I'm okay to say that. I used to use homophobic language. I used to do all this stuff. We're we're all conditioned by society. It's not doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's you're not a great person when you when you can't recognize you need to make a change, and you're not willing to do that.
2: Yeah, we can all make those changes in our lives right yes yeah, you know and social media you know we've seen it so many times it can be used for for so much hate especially towards professional athletes it's, it's really good to see you know a professional athlete using their platform for something so positive like that so thank you man
0: that. that's all i try to do man you can it's like anything in life there's a balance to everything you've got to use everything with balance and there's a good side and there's a bad side i go on social media i used to be young dumb go on there and no a single creep girls nonstop, you know, freaking. you know, watch stupid videos. Everybody needs that time to kind of numb their mind out. But other than that, I get on there now and it's just a positivity, like giant cable of positivity. I just plug into my brain and that's all I share is positive stuff, positive stories, things that need to change. Obviously stuff about my life, positivity, positivity, growth mindset. You can go on there, plug into the right things. It's just, you got to hold yourself accountable and do that. It's a, it's an incredible tool.
4: Yeah, I just want to say you're just setting a great example for the youth as well moving forward and just kind of showing what you should stand for as a person. And I've seen it throughout uh, Sharks Twitter specifically since you've come on. It's it's an overwhelming amount of support for the fans themselves you know when we're interacting with each other via social media whether it be instagram or twitter you've caused essentially like a a rallying cry essentially where people have each other's backs and they're standing up for one another and they're not putting up with the same bs anymore essentially and it's so yeah exactly just like your ass is no both that's no one's dealing with it anymore and it's it's great for people to be able to come out and be themselves finally. And so you, you've kind of become that that beacon, essentially, or that pillar of hope that people can rally around, especially in the Sharks community. So I've been told that plenty of times from fans. And I say, you know, I, the, the really longtime listeners for Stick Hungry, they always ask, they're like, are you guys going to have Curtis Gabriel on anytime soon? And, you know, we're working towards it. We're trying it. And every single one of them DMs me. And they're like, can you just tell them how much we appreciate what he's doing for us? as it you know, definitely man, that's man, the least see, I could do
0: dude like that that means so much to me i have no idea like I don't know I just I, I used to be a very negative person I just see the world through like a lens of optimism and 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 love now and positivity and that's taken effort but to hear that back means that I'm doing a good job and um it truly means a lot to me like that's that's the power of this stuff it's people helping people I put stuff into the world that helps others and I have no you know, conditioned to get anything back, but I get the world back, man. I get so much love and support back. And I think people need to tap into that more. You know, people, some guys look at me, I think, and think, Oh, he's doing this for attention. You know, he's doing this for his brand. It's like, what is wrong with doing the right thing and being myself? Yep. I agree. Nothing. That, and beating in
2: players' faces. That's <laughs> trying, right?
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, you know, like, come on, man. Like it's, uh, it's just insecure people or jealous people that, you know, aren't happy with what they're doing. And I, I have compassion for that. So again, and back to the Twitter stuff, you're saying, you know, first and foremost on issues, like let's be kind to each other. And somebody comes in, there's always that couple of people that come in with the hate. Like, let's be like, let's call them in. Let's say, Hey, how can we help? Like, how can we, you know, change your mind or work with this on you and, and come to the good side, you know, come to the loving side. And then after that, when it comes to hockey stuff, you guys like people can come at me can come at anyone you can have a hockey opinion all day we're, we're hockey players and then we're human beings so that's why i love being on here and i can chirp other hockey players and talk about Reeves and all this stuff because he's a hockey player i know off the ice he's a great man i'm sure fights for the right issues and i'm sure he's a great guy but on the ice like let's bring the fun back a little bit we don't have to be so sensitive when it comes to hockey but we need to be sensitive when it comes to the social issues so thank you so much
1: yeah, Curtis, thank you so much for coming on the yeah. podcast. Thank you for everything you're doing uh for the sport of hockey. Uh yeah, I mean this is a great interview, guys. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. this is awesome. You. I mean,
0: I, I got 10 time. minutes more. I mean, you're you're only got 20 we're only 20 minutes in. I got, I could <laughs> sit around and shoot the shit if you want. I mean, let's go. We got some time. Uh, all right, we got some time. Uh, what, what should we get into? What should
1: we get I into? I saw here? your
4: smoothie, Curtis. The like <laughs> what how did that come
0: of I well, the the smoothie is a lot more like straight line. Like, I mean, really the potato is too, but we'll get to that. <laughs> the, we'll the, smooth- that about the, potato. the smoothie is just like what I've always done. Like I used to put oatmeal in it, but now I, I stay away from oats and wheat, but it's just like a, it's a giant two liter thing of calories uh, that gets a bunch of calories in me. I, I'm not a overly ginormous guy. I'm 215, but I really work at to be that weight. And um, so it's just a bunch of calories. And, and that helps wash down the potato, which, you know, I generally, <laughs> people think it's so funny and that's why I run with it because I, I you know, I think it, they think it's great or whatever it's, I find like goofing around, and, um, but it's genuinely like, it's my meal plan. It's super convenient and I can't get the bread I want this hundred, you know, and, it, and I can't eat meat, dairy. Eggs, so uh yeah, it just it works for me, and people love it. And now I got like brand deals, possibly with it, and it's a lot of fun.
1: That's amazing. What's so funny about potatoes, really? At the end of the day,
0: I, there's I nothing it. funny about them. They're <laughs> the most versatile vegetable. Hundred like percent. mash them, stick them in a stew, like Sam White oh, yeah. <laughs> <we laughs> He, said it. he said it. You know. And then the people, it's like brock's my buddy. He comes at me, and he's like Smegol, like you know, in his voice, like taters, like what? <laughs> like, you know? So yes. funny, dude. Like potatoes. What? Uh, it's so funny, dude. We hate them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we want the wriggling, you know, live fish. It's like, get <laughs> over <out of> here.
4: <laughs> oh man, that's great.
0: Um, so
1: you just mentioned uh partnerships. Uh, you you partnered with Conquest Hockey with uh, some new clothing out there. Talk yes. about that a little bit
0: dude it's uh it's going good i just uh, did a little round of uh social media kind of recruiting ellie i know elliot friedman ray ferraro darren dreger from stuff and i got them re- retweeting it obviously so that'll be huge but yeah it's uh it's uh locally owned where i where i play or train in the summer london ontario james purcell a wicked dude you could actually talk to him he'd be a beauty um trains hockey players just tired of like uh He's tired of like participation medals and all that stuff. Like it's okay to lose. Like you sh- every kid should strive. It's like conquest hockey should strive for winning. And in, in failure, you can lose a lot. That's where everyone, that's where all the learning is. So it's okay to, to fail. Um, so that's his whole premise. And uh, then we partnered on the LGBT stuff and it's conquer conquest hockey, conquer homophobia, uh, made a little custom rainbow logo. It's really clean. We got it on the side, it says uh, queer people are period, normal, period, normal people. Um, and then we got a challenge on the back saying, like, you know, people in the world still face death, like getting stoned to death in some sit- countries because of who they want to love and who they're sexually attracted to. It's just mental. It's, it's
1: insane. It's, it's
0: mind-boggling. Insane. So, you know, and, and, and trans people are getting attacked right now at record numbers and their, their rights are getting attacked, uh, you know, with you know youth, kids, sports. Um, so it just... We got to start with hockey in our corner of the world and try to fix that. So that's what this is all this is trying to do. You can head over to my Instagram or at Conquest Hockey's Instagram to get those. Um, my proceeds go towards obviously the LGBTIA plus community. Um, I'm hopefully would like to kind of gather up enough funds to do like a top surgery for someone. So someone transitioning. Because okay. uh, I really think trans people need some help right now. So that'd be cool to help someone out with like a real physical thing, like a tangible thing that would change their life.
1: Absolutely. That's amazing. We'll definitely share it from our account yeah, as well. Of and of course, gets, uh, hopefully get more. Uh, Purchases is there Thank uh you. let's talk i just want to talk about the sharks a little bit now uh who are some of the clowns in the locker room for this team you know watching you already, outcome, know. you already
0: know let's hear it let's hear it Wait, mario ferrero what are you talking uh, about okay, this guy is the straw that stirs the drink when it comes to, like, a, you know, chatty kind of thing. You know, I try to jump in there with him. Burns, he jumps in there. And, um, you know, you have the quiet guys like Cooch is the, just the consummate professional leader, likes to joke a little bit. Uh, Patty's always doing his thing, doing ice tubs after the third period to get his legs going. You know, like, we have such a great group of guys, uh, such a mix of older and younger. Um, but it's funny the way the, the locker room's set up right now because of COVID. You have all the big boys in the main room. And then you got all us, like, kind of tweener young guys in the other rooms. Um, so I, I'm, like, I'm always with Leno and Sue and Bella and just beside me, Vial. The other room's got Gamby, Ferraro, uh, Ferraro, um, Donato. And it's just, like, a big, like shit show to be honest just this constant <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like mario doesn't wear socks in his skates and he hates new skates and he's in the nhl he can get new pair of skates every day if he wants and he just doesn't and they just stink and the, <laughs> the fans just blow it around all the time and he's just so he, everybody calls him stinky he calls pickles stinky he calls greggy stinky <laughs> when he's here you know yesterday we we're talking about mario's on this rip about deep sea you know and how unknown it is and i was like yeah i'm, I'm just getting him going i'm like yeah it's like the like giant squids and sperm whales going at it down there and he's like in the <laughs> dark. And he's like in the dark dude so like that's the stuff we're talking about stupid stuff just like keeping it light before practice so it's it's so much fun i, I was telling people i tell people the time if we could get a camera in there all the time my god it would just it would no you couldn't take your eyes off the screen it's just too just too good to see a bunch of like guys at this level just be a bunch of young kids because we kind of are. Like Burnsie's thirty six going on fourteen. Like me and him, <laughs> me and him today, me and, he and him today in practice. Oh my gosh, dude! He's from first drill. I'm out there with Nabby doing some shots on Doobie and and Burnsie just comes and butts me in line. He's like, "You missed the net. Get out of the way." I'm like, what do you mean we're doing three shots each? He's like, get, get out of the way. He's ripping me, and I knock him out of the way, and I go. And then we get into practice, and every two-on-one, he's trying to break it up. He's selly, so we're trying to beat him, and he's chirping me. I put it through my legs and kind of walked him today, and he didn't like that. Um, <laughs> and then we're playing like two-on-one, at the, two-on-two at the end of practice, and I kind of I kind of hit him. And he got a little grumpy, and he kind of like just <laughs> forgot about the puck. Took me down, took my stick, flipped it in the air, chopped it in half like it like an axe because it stick's like 150 flex. <laughs> and it's just like you know, it's just a just a bunch of uh, guys having fun. Well,
1: he chopped That's- it like an axe because he's uh, he's a Viking, yeah, sure. Sure. yeah. yeah. That
0: Viking series. Man, yeah. I
2: gotta ask, have you seen the Brent Burns commercial on Kit Kat though? The Kit Kat <laughs> Chunky. But, I, think I,
0: I think I saw it way before, like, I was here. So, like, it didn't, like, register as much. I need to go watch it now.
2: That you got to re-watch that one because there, there's some material yeah, that can you can throw his way. You got to chirp it for that commercial. It's, it's, it's pretty brutal. It's brutal, Yeah, you're probably,
0: you're probably telling me how much money I made and laugh at me. Exactly. Watch, right? I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what we always yeah, say. I mean, true. if they
2: pay him enough, I mean, I, I'd be throwing Kit Kats up my face, too. But.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, man, that's awesome.
2: All right. Well, now I think we're, uh,
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, man, Curtis, again, this, this was amazing. Hopefully we can bring you back on the show at some point, maybe in the summer, bring you on for a live stream or something. Uh, that would be a lot of fun, but yeah, again, thanks for, uh, again, thanks for everything you do for
0: the sport of hockey. Thanks for coming on this podcast and best of luck the rest of the season. I really appreciate it guys. Dylan producer T Nick floor. Really appreciate it. I don't know where, McLaren, he just fell out.
2: But oh, no, McLaren, just, just, he just disappeared. Just, we, we carried the boat. We're fine.
4: <laughs> Curtis, I don't know if you're familiar with the layout of Northern California. He's deep into the hills of. Of Auburn. course he
0: is. For so a sharks player. Of course he's out <laughs> <in> the <that> hills. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's deep up where internet doesn't exist yet. So
0: <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Well, hey, thanks so much, guys. I'd love to uh, come on again, and I hope uh, the Sharks fans love this. And I'll uh, we'll just keep trying to battle away here. Big shout-out
1: to Curtis Gabriel for jumping on this episode. Like we said, that was a super fun interview. I'm sure the fans love that. I'm sure they love it. Hopefully, we can get him back on in the summer. Like Sounds like he's about. interested.
4: Do a live stream? Man. I don't know. I think it would be fun. I think it'd We be could nice. do a whole segment, Cooking with Curtis, and it's just potatoes. That's all it that is. It's just a big potato yeah. every you know single what? episode. This would be a hit. Those
1: would be our biggest episodes, <laughs> yep. hands 100%. down. Those would be the biggest episodes. Uh, before we move on, I want to give a quick shout-out yeah. to one Cam... Montrose of uh, Victoria British Columbia he's from Nanaimo British Columbia yeah. big Sharks fan and he's from the same damn city that we're recording this podcast from just amazing how, how cool is that big fan of the show so just want to give him a shout out uh guys let's move on though
2: let's talk about he, he also said we would be getting a voicemail one of these oh he's gonna send us yep, a voicemail. Yep. actually
0: we
1: did invite him also uh to the new studio when we get that oh uh he says he's up in nanaimo about every month or so so here there we you go. go some more uh canadian sharks content <laughs> nick you're gonna be the only
4: american on here we're gonna have like five canadians it's gonna be something else <laughs> i'll come down with something when that happens <laughs>
2: <laughs> the pollen started up yeah, again boys. Pol- Oh, came out I'll,
4: just, I'll just wear an American flag around my neck as a cape, with like a mullet <laughs> and some fucking aviator shades.
1: No, you know what, Nick? You know what you should wear? The American flag THPN hoodie. Ooh. Uh, they can find on our merch store. You should. What, rock what,
4: wait, wait. What website is that? Twitter. Really quick, I need to go check it out. Could you spell it for me, or at least say it?
1: Uh... <laughs> 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 the links are on our Twitter page uh, at HockeyPodNet at at Stick Hungry Pod. The Hockey Podcast Network. Teespring slash the Hockey Podcast Network. Nick, you knew I didn't have it offhand. So you bastard. <laughs> you slimy, slimy bastard. Fucking Americans. <laughs> There's a Back beautiful
2: to- little stash bag on there too. Folks. Oh, Seriously, the check bag. out yeah. check out the merchandise. We've got some nice stuff going the on. The Fanny you know. Pack. You know, Fanny you pack, buy that stash and stash Bob's pack. your uncle. Um, fanny's your <laughs> <and>, sorry,
1: <laughs> Fanny's your pack. Um, anyways, let's, uh, let's talk about some actual hockey here. I'm going to move on I from guess. the Fanny Pack talk. Uh, the San Jose Sharks beat the minnesota wild and i thought this was interesting uh because last episode we actually had isha jeromey from the soda pod yes we did on this podcast and he gave us a prediction for the scores and he yes, said amen. the wild would blow us out in both games
2: yeah he wow. no longer is allowed in the office a bit
4: more wrong could he have can it be more wrong you gotta,
3: some, you gotta pick somebody else to make uh, pick minnesota games
4: the San Jose Eric Carlsons versus the Minnesota Wild.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like the Carlsons against the Caprizovs essentially. Oh shit, um, how, about
3: that, how about that clapper?
1: From who? From Caprizov.
3: Carlson.
1: Oh from oh the oh the shootout. Yeah, no, that was unbelievable. I mean, have you ever I mean, Kyle, don't take offense here. I don't know how many shootouts you've been in, but have <laughs> you ever None okay. I was gonna say, have you ever slapped a clapper that close on a shootout or even a breakaway in a or-
3: practice against the Bokoff, Yes, Shoot.
1: do you hate you
2: know him? How did he like that?
3: He didn't like it at all. <laughs> and he went, If you look after he scored, all he did was stare at the Minnesota bench, yeah, with a little stare- smirk. Yeah, a little smirk like, "Oh, fuck you." Well, the sort of
2: guy had tried to slap her on on, the the on the previous shot. Yeah, yeah. The nine iron. I thought it was
3: awesome. a little
2: tongue in cheek, like, "Oh, well, you missed yours. I'm gonna make mine." Yeah, this is how you do a slap shot, bitch. Like, like, oh, by the way, that's three. three. (laughs) That was
3: was bar down too, so you made a great shot. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. and I mean, Carlson had another goal in that game too. A nice feed from Evander Kane. What he needs, you know, build up that confidence in that game. Two goals,
4: and then the shootout.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's is great. that whiskey? Some dog is fucking ham. him. I,
3: my, dog. I my dogs are uh, like basically playing with each other right now. At least like right.
2: someone's <laughs> playing with each other. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tis the season, folks.
1: Yeah. Um,
4: <laughs> right. Most action in the McLaren house all day.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 just a beauty. Oh, what a
2: cute dog. Uh, Too bad we got a live it. stream so yeah, uh, everybody right? can see this.
1: So uh, We're ne- all Next <laughs> just oh and he's gone yeah next live stream kyle you got to show off the dog again because uh that is a beauty and i guarantee you our
2: numbers will go through oh, the movie.
3: yeah, oh, yeah. So i'm getting another one on friday too jesus
2: collecting them eh
3: yeah i got I, one more one more and we're done
1: what uh what kind of dog is the new one
3: rottweiler it's Ooh. uh gonna be eight weeks old and his uh his name's bruce Bruce, Man, you're gonna have a couple big fellows,
2: a husky and a rottie, eh? Yes, Bruce- yeah, and Bruce.
3: Bruce, Bruce Lee is his full uh, full name, but we're gonna call him Bruce. My uh, my <laughs> sister,
2: my sister
1: has a pug named Bruce. Uh, we that's should a, that's, we should do a Bruce vs. Cool. Bruce, you know, hey. a pug against a rottweiler. See what oh, happens.
3: Shit, I got I got Gypsy, which was our first one. What's Gypsy? What kind of did you is te-
1: did you steal it from a gypsy van?
3: Right? No. Uh, no. Yeah, he was a rescue dog. Okay. And then we named Whiskey, which he doesn't know his name because it's too close to Gypsy. And then we're like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> he just stares. He just stares at me right now, like, what the hell? Who are you calling right now? Yeah. So I went. You went. Know we're gonna get another dog. You know, what I mean, we're on a we're on a five acre property, and you know what? they want him to protect him or whatever. So I'm like, you went know Bruce Lee, perfect. And we get him uh, this Friday. So. Hopefully on Sunday, if my internet works, you'll see him.
1: Love it. Uh, what What was the inspiration for the name Whiskey? By the way, because I like my whiskey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're just drinking whiskey while you're thinking of names. You're like, you know no. what the the the, what the answer's you... been in front of me this whole
2: time. <laughs> right? He's boys. watching a Bruce Lee movie when he finds out about right? the Roddy. You know? Oh, we
3: got two. We got a we of Hey, we were we were driving. We were driving home. We, we were driving home with a dog, and we were just. Kind of coming up with names. Drinking like, whiskey.
2: Yeah, and then you're like, fuck, I need some whiskey for this shit. Like, like, oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> well,
3: why not? Kyle,
4: are you going to teach whiskey to pour you one out on the
3: rocks? <laughs> I wish <laughs> Right now he's trying to help the other dog, but that's okay. <laughs> there you go. He's um,
2: getting some action. This episode I- is
1: rated rated 18A. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> some doggy style going on. Um,
2: this is- I had to, if I had to. <laughs>
1: Well, wow, this is really going off the rails. That was a, a quite a Minnesota Wild game, I tell you. you know,
4: I um, Absolutely amazing Curtis Gabriel interview. Dog right?
2: shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. up with this. Oh, uh, Thank you, Curtis. By the way, yeah. <laughs> Big shout to Curtis.
1: That was a, an awesome interview, and it saved this episode because otherwise it'd be a shit show.
4: Yeah. Speaking of interviews, yes, going back to the it. Wild game. Dude, Eric Carlson and oh the amount God. of fucks he could not give <laughs> yeah. during the post-game interviews, chomping down on that apple. I, he gets I asked.
3: Like apples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he
4: yeah. gets asked. I know of at least uh, one question he was asked. Cur- or Not Curtis. Yeah, I got Curtis Gabriel in the brain. Eric, was this your best offensive game yet? Takes a fat bite out of the fucking apple. Just, <laughs> right? Just top to bottoms that shit. He's just. Not even close. And that's
3: <laughs> it. That's the whole answer. Oh, man. Not
2: even I wanna, close. I want to
3: know who he threw the apple to in the first place. Dude, though.
2: I know. Who does he throw the apple to? And then that person throws it back, yeah. and then he keeps eating the apple. Right, probably probably Curtis like, what
3: the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably man. was Curtis Gabriel sitting yeah. there.
4: He's going to get fined from the league for COVID protocols. I know. Right? I can
2: I was
3: each other's apples, about
4: that boys. until you the,
1: said. The worst part is actually, if you zoom in closely, when the guy throws the apple back, there's an extra bite out of the apple.
3: <laughs> 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 I saw the same thing. Who's <laughs> you <I was agreeing laughs>
2: His kids are just at the press Like, here you go, Jimmy. You, like, you can't get changed next to the guy, but you could throw an apple and share an apple with him, though. Yeah, <laughs> did oh, he catch man. it in the mouth? Yeah, <laughs> just <in a> <laughs> <Send it back. laughs> oh, that would be beautiful.
1: Oh, Jesus. Um. If this episode wasn't enough of a shut show, we got some <laughs> uh we got some questions for producer T. Oh man. Uh, this is from Isha Jerome and he's coined a new segment for us, yeah. apparently, called hashtag T Time. Uh it's not a boys, very good
2: segment, boys, because I'm awful at these. So.
1: Feel free to jump in and help out producer yeah, T please. when you can. Uh so here we go. The first T Time question: Who decided the order of the alphabet?
2: I don't know who the Latin. It was Lord James Alphabet. alphabet. Come on now. Was it really? Yes. There you go. <laughs> Why are you asking me trivia questions, bro.
1: Well, I just I got handed a phone with questions on it. Saying, trivia yeah. with
2: T. <laughs> yeah. Cooking with Curtis. Trivia <laughs> yeah. with T. The worst trivia show in history.
1: All right, next question: Which came first, the plants or the seed? Seed. There we go. Right answer. Woo! Wow. Uh, did the brain name itself? Yes. Is that, is that correct? I'm looking at you. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Isha Me doesn't even know the answer. So, really, anything we put out is going to be correct. Um, is a gingerbread man made of a house or is his house made of flesh?
2: His house is 100% made of flesh and that is fucked up for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that is. Can you imagine the Christmas gingerbread Christmas. man realizing that?
0: <laughs> oh, the <well>, humanity! <laughs> <I ate> <laughs>
2: Just a wallpaper of a house is just human flesh. That's the equivalent. That's just awful. It's wow. awful to
3: think about. I know. <laughs> I went there, Nick. You took this episode <laughs> to a whole nother level.
1: Uh, we have one more question uh, from Isha Jerome. This one says, Echoes cannot talk. How come they can reply? That's just how Echoes wow. work. Wow. That's just how yeah. they are. That's, I mean, sound waves, my man. Magic. magic. Sound waves. That's why it's called an echo. Magic. Um, <laughs> magic. There you go. Those, those were riveting questions um uh, this i feel like we're all a little a bit hit. uh i was gonna say smarter no i think we're all a little bit dumber yeah. after uh <laughs> going through our
3: time questions <laughs>
1: uh boys anything else you want to talk about before we uh get out of this episode yeah i want to know what came first the chicken or the egg chicken or the egg producer t chicken or the egg egg The egg came first how was the egg laid one
2: was <laughs> Well, you see what happened was. <laughs> see, see one time, billions of years ago, there's this little tadpole, and then it started getting lit. No, I'm just kidding. Which nice <laughs> class in
3: Alabama? Yeah. <laughs> next have
2: 20 minutes is just beer. me talking like that. Yeah, have another warm beer. There,
1: <laughs> right. I need several. All right. Um, what an episode. Yeah, an episode. Great interview with Curtis Gabriel. Then we followed it up with (laughs) I don't know what that. We
2: followed
4: it up with Isha getting dumped on by incorrectly predicting the Minnesota Wild and the Sharks.
1: True, that's true. I'm interested to see the next game against the Wild, which is on Wednesday, I
2: believe. Wednesday, yeah, correct. Tomorrow we're recording on Tuesday.
1: Yep. So uh, you know, Isha said they would beat. The the Wild would be the Sharks 6-1, I think he said. So look for a 6-1 victory from the Sharks. (laughs) 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 All right, folks. Uh, Let's give our Twitter handles actually once again. You can follow myself at D-Y-L underscore T-H-P-N. You can follow the show at StickHungryPod. And you can follow the network, the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet. Producer T? You can follow myself at Producer underscore T-E-E. And Nick? You find me at Nick Floor underscore. And last but not least, Kyle McLaren. McLaren underscore K. There you have it, folks. Fun episode. We will catch you on Sunday.